You're listening to the JFDI podcast with the two Lauras. And in this episode, we are talking about pricing. So if you are a freelance social media manager and you're trying to increase your income, definitely listen to this episode because we go into detail about some of the mistakes that we see people making and what you can do instead to make sure that you are charging right and maximizing on the opportunities to bring money into your business. Their names are the same, good friends they became. Together they put their brains and magic happened. I'm talking about the two Lauras, they'll be your biggest supporters. What the selling you'll need more of. I'm talking about the two Lauras. I'm talking about the two Lauras. Okay, so let's dive straight into this. Laura Davis, what is the first mistake that you think that freelance social media managers particularly should avoid when it comes to pricing up their services? Okay, number one and I think this is the most important one, is do not price by the hour. Absolutely. Social media managers should definitely not be charging by the hour. No, I, I don't, I can't see a reason why anyone ever did. <laughs> no, because it's the easiest way to give yourself a pay cut, isn't it? The faster you get, get to scheduling or creating content or replying to people, the less money you're going to make. Yeah. And I think this comes back, I suppose, from people where they hire people, they're hiring people normally for a chunk of time, you know, a full-time worker is 35 hours or 40 hours, part-time worker on 17 hours a week in employment. But the reality of most employment is you just work, you get the job done, don't you? And I don't all, you know, I appreciate some are much more kind of clocking, clock out, but, you know, you're there to do a job and get that job done. So I think that's probably where it comes from, that people are used to thinking about work from an hourly perspective. And I guess from a business perspective, maybe they find it easier to plan. But the reality is, I think from our perspective, where we use freelancers, I just want someone to tell me how much it's going to be each month. I don't care how long it's going to take. I just want them to do the jobs or the tasks at hand. And I know the results that we want. Yeah. And I know how much that's going to cost every month. And yes, there may be fluctuations from that. The scope of the job might change. So therefore, the package price changes absolutely fine. But I don't care how long. And I say that knowing that I've come from obviously a freelance and self-employed background. But the the key is to A, for social media managers not to feel they've got to price by the hour, but also to be able to justify that decision because people will push back won't they and say well how many hours is this going to take Laura yeah and they just need to be able to argue their case really and not back down to it yeah because realistically if you're working in social media management before you started how do you know how many hours it's going to take you you don't you don't know how much research you're going to have to do you don't know how many dms you're going to have to reply to and then as time goes by like I said you you might take a pay cut because you might be working you know, quicker. But equally, is the client going to be happy for you to charge them for more hours because it's taking you longer? Probably not. No. it's People do see it as an administrative, to a point, don't they? Administrative task in that it's a simple case of post. Even my client, who I've been doing their social media for for about three years, he even said to me yesterday when I met with him, he said, 
you know what? I always just think social media is just posting a few things out there. But since only when I see you, I always remember that there is a lot more to that. And I think that's part of the problem, isn't it? In, if you don't know marketing from a business owner's perspective, they're saying, I want you to post X amount of times on my Instagram. That's it. That's all they think they're paying for. They don't consider the wider elements of the, the role, of course, because they'll have no content for you to do. So you're going to have to find the content, create the content. You're going to have to write a bloody strategy half the time. They just don't look at it like that, do they? Unless they, you know, know marketing. And that kind of comes on to another mistake where people charge by the amount of times they're posting. Like, how much should I charge for three posts on Facebook and two on Instagram? And yeah, like that's not a good way to price at all because it's not a good way to work, let alone price. No, definitely not. Because at the end of the day, like, if your client wants sales, for example, it might take you 15 posts a week to get sales. Equally, it might only take you three. Until you know, have done your testing and you've got a strategy and you're working to strategy and strategy is working, A, you won't know how many times you need to post, but, but B, like one week, you, you might be able to just post a couple of times with really great quality content, but that content may have taken you a lot of time to research and create. And then the next week, you might have other content that doesn't take you so long where you're posting four or five times. Yeah. And you don't know that unless you test. Like recently, we've been posting like up to four times a day on Instagram to, to see what, if that works for us. But if we were pay, paying per post, we wouldn't do that, would, would we? No. And so therefore, we would never have seen the successes that we've got from posting four times a day because we wouldn't have wanted to pay for four yeah. So if someone was to say to me, right, it's going to cost you £25, just for argument's sake, £25 per post i i would I'd be like well, i'll just have two please yeah I'll yeah you forward three you're putting a monetary value against each post so therefore you're putting the pressure to see a return right well if i'm doing this this is costing me 25 pounds i need to make sure i get at least three sales to make that worthwhile so you're straight away assigning a monetary value to that post but also you're going to make people hesitant to want to go bigger and scale more now that's I can understand people were saying well that's the same if I just charge you know 500 pounds a month I'm going to be doing my dis- myself a disservice if it turns out that what works for them is four reels a day but that's where you have to have open and honest conversations with your clients from right at the start to explain that no one knows anything when you start as a social media manager, unless they've had a really good social media manager before and they've got loads of kind of data and analytics and a good understanding of what works, which is probably rare, you'll you'll need to say to that client, I'm going to work for the next three months. I'm going to go for an average of what you think is realistically going to hopefully work, which may involve you only posting a couple of good meaty posts a week. The next week you might post four or five, the next week you might post eight. And you're going to explain to that client that you're testing. And then at the end of that, say three months, whatever testing period you want to give, you can then say to a client, you know what, what really seems to be working at the moment, and again, it could change, is this. So that will mean that my fee may change to, it may go higher, it may go lower, whatever it is. You're not saying right at the start, right, this is going to cost me this 
and this is going to this is going to cost you this. I'm going to make this because then in if you're then charging say five hundred pounds, you're doing four reels a day, every day. You're you're not going to make much money, and you're going to be bloody exhausted. Yeah, definitely. Like my invoices for my one client change every month. Every month we change because they've got different goals. I know what will work. I know what won't work. So that things happen, don't they? It's not just necessarily about what will work, but what happens if you've priced for three posts a week and that week happens to be the week that everyone stops posting on Instagram or Facebook or whatever because there's some big protest, so you can't post. You're just not going to charge a client that week. Yeah. There's so many things to think about, isn't there, when it comes to like pr- pricing per post is just not a good strategy. No. So posting by the hour is not a good strategy and charging by post, charging by the hour are not good. No. Another thing that I see all the time, and I know you have an opinion on this, is when people price by, so they have a monthly package, so that's good, which that's what we kind of advocate that people should do, but they give a choice. They do like level one, two and three. And they publicly share that out there on their socials or on their website, or they do bronze, silver, gold, or what have you. Mm. And I, again, don't necessarily think that this is a good strategy because I think you'll, if you give someone a choice, they're always going to say, well, we'll go for the cheapest. Yeah. I think. And it would just confuse people. Yeah. And I actually think having packages isn't a good idea either. I think if you're going to have packages, they should be internal for your information only. They shouldn't be something that you share publicly because you're not going to be giving client A the same as client B, even if it is the same price. But they're going to have different assets, different goals, different requirements, different audience. Yeah. So it's not going to be the same work. And potentially you then end up unlikely but you might end up overcharging but that's highly unlikely you're way more likely to end up undercharging by having those package prices because you're setting yourself like in these little boxes aren't you yeah so i think that's a bad move to put the packages prices out there but yeah i mean you can have them in your mind as to what you think you might charge yeah i think i think to have them stuck on a notice board in your in your office absolutely that's for your internal process is that when you do have an inquiry and someone says well this is the type of business I am this is what I'm looking for I'm going to need a lot of content creation you can then look at your little uh, like matrix of packages and you can say right well it's going to sit around this one this is what my minimum is going to be for that kind of package so I'm going to charge them x so you don't have to start from scratch every time you price something up in your head it's a a guide but I think that's 100% 100% for internal use and not to put on your website. And yeah. And actually, that leads me on to another mistake, which is prices on your website. I don't think you should have your package prices on your website, but we see people not putting any price on their website. And I definitely think you need like a from price or a guide on how much people will have to invest in order to be able to work with you. Yeah. I, like prices start at £750 a month or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, I I cannot bear it. Anything, anything. If I go on their website and there is no price, like that is a surefire way for me not to work with them. I just think it's a bit sneaky. I feel like I don't like to be sold to. So if I know I've got to email someone and I've got, or I've got to pick up the phone 
just to find out a rough price. It's just a waste of my time. So actually, I'm not going to pursue that person anymore. I don't want to waste people's time. So if people can give me a rough guide, then I'm going to know which people are right for me. And and I wonder whether this, to a degree, comes down to that scarcity mindset in that people think, oh, there isn't enough work out there for me, so should I be turning people away? Maybe I can change my budget. I can do something for anybody. No. Every budget, I can do something. And that's just not the right way to be. No way. way to be is my prices start from £500 a month, 700 whatever your prices want to start from. So then you're not going to get the people who can only afford £200 a month. You're not even going to have to waste your time going through those inquiries or you send them to a different element of your website where it talks about what you can do for people who can't afford £500 a month. Yeah, that would be things like one-to-ones and training and stuff like that so they can go do do it themselves rather than you earning less because they don't earn enough to work with you properly. Yeah, because the worst thing is, isn't it, someone approaches you, you don't really talk about money, they've not asked, you've not really asked about budget. You spend time putting together a proposal, which in my opinion shouldn't actually take a lot of time, but you know, you do put some time into it, you put some effort into it. And then you include obviously a quote in that. And then they, you know, they ghost you. Whereas actually, if we'd all been a bit kind of more open at the start and said, my minimum amounts or the, my starting price is X and preferably find a way to get people's budgets, but that's a whole different podcast then you've just got less time, less heartache, isn't it? When you don't hear from people or you get turned down or you get people say, you're too expensive, what can you do for less? And before you know it, you're working with clients who can't afford you, they've got high expectations, they're a complete pain in the arse, they're asking you to justify every last thing you do. They are not the dream client. No, definitely not. The dream clients are the ones who see your price on your website and go, yes, okay, I can afford that. Let's go and have a conversation. Let's, or no, I can't afford that just now, but I will remember them in six months when I can and I will come back to them. Yeah. Because just because they can't afford you now doesn't mean they won't be able to. No, especially if they're following you on social media and you're really active and proving to them that you are the best person for them. And let's be honest, if you went onto a website and you saw a price that is way cheaper than you were expecting it to be, that's probably going to put you off as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're all cynical, aren't we? Yeah. Why not really good? Yeah. Buy, buy cheap, buy twice. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of mentality that sometimes doesn't work. Definitely. Another one that I just thought of is when you're giving the client the price, not giving any t- any context. So yeah. just saying, right, it's going to be £500 a month. And that's all they're basing their decision on is the price. Yeah. Not really understanding what value they're getting for that. Yeah, I did that once. Did you win the client? No. Funny that. I never did it again. No. Yeah, I just popped it in an email. <laughs> just pop it in an email. Sure, like, that yeah. way to not win a, win a client. Yeah, I was like, thanks, thanks for taking the time to speak to me. Well, yes, I can do your whatever it was, social media. I have to say, I think it might have been LinkedIn. And uh, it will cost this. ta bye. Now I know, and that was the last time I ever did it. And that's what then created the proposal template, which is in the toolkit, which everybody loves and everybody wins clients from. Because I spent time working on that. And then after that, I never, ever lost a client again. Just to explain what the toolkit is and what the proposal is in there. So people know what you're talking about. 
So the toolkit is our social media manager's toolkit, which is a kit full of tools to help you as a social media manager to find, win and work with clients. And it includes my or a lot of our templates that both of us have used over the years to win clients, including our proposal template, which some people have had amazing wins on it, haven't they? They've yeah, including you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's still, if I was to go and get a client tomorrow, that is still the, the, the proposal template I would use. It's great, but we've also got like strategy templates in there, onboarding templates, ways in which we can avoid what we've talked about before, about what, what do we call it, pre- pre-qualifying pre-qualifying questionnaires to make sure people have got the budget to work with you it includes all of that it's all kind of our where we've made mistakes in the past we've learned from that and put it all together in the toolkit the yeah. legendary toolkit okay so um let's try and turn this around a bit so we've talked about lots of mistakes that um we've all made what what should people do laura I think there's a few things. So first of all, obviously, we already said to put some sort of price on your website, like starting from price. I think that's definitely a good idea. Pre-qualifying people as well. So not wasting time like on a long discovery call with somebody who can't afford you. So putting that price on your website, having some sort of pre-qualifying systems so they know how much you're potentially going to be charging from. I think the other thing that's really important is always giving a bespoke price to a lead. So not just like picking out a a package, actually understanding what that client needs, what assets they've got, how much work there's going to be involved for you, what their expectations are, and giving a price that actually matches that. And so it will be bespoke for every potential lead making sure that when you give that price that there's context so you've given them a proper proposal a proper breakdown of what it is that they can expect from you they understand the onboarding process all of that and the price is just one small part of that proposal that they're getting yeah i just adding to that that a client will need to understand that when you start working with them there is a period of testing and once you've understood what works your fee may be adjusted to reflect what is going to be working going forward. Yeah, and I think as that sort of expectation comes from them as well and not expecting that you're, they pay you on Monday and on Tuesday you're going to go post on Instagram. Like that's not how it works, is it? So they need and you're to going to go that. viral too. Absolutely viral. <laughs> so I think they need to know that and that needs to be explained in the proposal as well. I think it's all about being clear like from the outside and setting those clear boundaries and expectations with regards to how you work and everything, but also your pricing. And then making sure that they know that when and where they'll be pricing reviews and that your price isn't set for life. Like they're not buying a, a lifetime package. Yeah. <laughs> never probably want to. Yeah, I agree. So um, I hope that's been useful for everybody. I'm sure there are plenty of other mistakes. We talk about pricing a lot, don't we, in the inner hub? Yeah. So all the time. All of the time. So if you're not already on the waiting list for the Inner Hub, definitely get on the waiting list for that if pricing is something that you struggle with. We've had quite a good masterclass in there recently as well, haven't we, about pricing. Um, So Inner Hub members, go and check that out in your Members Hub. That is it for another episode. We will see you again. If you want to find out more about how we can help you, then come and find us in our Facebook group, the Social Media Managers Hub, or check us out on Instagram at The Two Lauras.